Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello. Oh, well, actually, no. Kinishiwa from Japan. We are exactly where you'd expect to find us, in an Italian restaurant in... Where are we? Uh, we are in Osaka, Shin, Shinsaibashi in Osaka. We are about to uh, get a train and an airplane to go to Okinawa. That's right. So in the time it's taken me to uh, order pizza, the chef to cook a pizza, me to eat it, me to drink two coffees, Phil's finally showed up. So what was going to be, I know, 40 minutes of chat is now condensed into 10 max. <laughs> Listen, I'm on my holiday. I want to relax. How are you feeling this morning, mate? Um, I'm feeling a little bit hungover. We just had Saturday night in Osaka. Not many Saturdays left, as, as a wise man once said. Fridays. Um, and we had a very, very good time last night, but it does mean that we're both a little bit ropey today. But our time last night was, was made all the better because of the Japan Island game, which I'm sure we will get into in a minute. Yeah, so I think it's important to know probably the best thing about Japan is... Um, well, I'm glad it's only us two here because I don't think Tim Cocker would have enjoyed it more. Oh, not a scene. It's not a scene. Not a scene. So, <laughs> yeah, let's just get it straight. A remarkable game. So a a brilliant game, um, possibly my favourite game so far that I've watched from a from a certainly from an upset point of view. Obviously, it's, yeah. it's the biggest game, but from a spectacle and from the. The quality of rugby that Japan had to play in order to break down what is a brilliant Irish defence, what very, very well-structured Irish defence, Schmidt and Farrell have got them super organised, super physical, and Japan matched them in that regard and were able to break them down, which not many other teams can do. I propose this question. Is this a more substantial win than the Springbok victory last World Cup? Oh, and if so, why? It's a good question. So, maybe, maybe, I mean, this, this shows, so it, it shows the way that the Japanese team have built, yeah. and not just, so there was, there was lots of things interesting, the, the last World Cup of, about them, um, so their scrum, they did not have a strong scrum, but they had a smart scrum, yes. so they were, the, the, the hooker, last World Cup. in the last World yeah. Cup, yeah, 
not a strong scrum but, scrum, but a smart scrum. So they were striking the ball really quick to get it out there as fast as possible because they knew if they hold it in there any longer, they will get physically dominated. Whereas now they are they have moved on from that position. So now they are they are smart, but they've also got that backup of strength behind them. And scrum's one example. But the number of times where Ireland tried to turn on their power game, yes, and they, they tried to get Keen Healy and Ty Furlon and CJ Stander, they tried to get those boys running hard and over the game line, and and Japan were both smart because they were targeting the runner and getting off the line really fast, but they were also very physical because they were putting them down at source, and that that movement on that so that transition or or growth of the Japanese team is incredible to see. So maybe on, on that, I, I hadn't kind of concluded a thought prior to this, but on that, maybe this is more significant because we saw that they can they can mix the physicality with anyone in the world, but they they have got the cutting edge to beat anyone in the world. Yeah, I, I've got to say, uh, the game was more of a shock. Yes. Maybe it's yeah. more of an achievement because there was some expectation, but we didn't know about this. So, like, we've seen Japan play multiple times, Nothing has suggested in the recent in recent history that they could do it. We've seen them play England at Twickenham and they got well, battered basically. For the first twenty minutes they were the better team though. Yeah. So they have shown it in patches. But they, this was an eighty minute so this put was, it together when you need to put it together. And this was an eighty five minute performance. Uh, without any I mean they've um, oh, what was the last tier one game that they played? Doesn't matter, but they lost. Um, <laughs> yeah. So in that uh, now from Ireland's point, point, point of view, I'm pretty sure well, they sort of approached the game and they thought yeah we sort of have a game on the plan we sort of give them respect yeah we'll play Jack Carty oh look we, we, we kind of think they might be weak out wide scored two tries and that might have been the worst thing, thing that they did because as soon as they scored, scored, scored those two tries it almost felt like oh yeah job done this will be inevitable now and they just stopped and it wasn't well, it, it's very interesting so I've spoken before about Ireland, Ireland's lack of cutting edge when the pressure comes on and Six Nations this time around we saw it in the, the Italy games actually arguably the best example of this year because they, they got, I think they got the four try bonus point but they really had to grind it out and so Japan when the pressure was on their handling their uh, handling is probably right. the best handling I've seen uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah years years yeah but the, Japan when the pressure came on they could execute those handling skills out wide Ireland, when the pressure came on, the most disappointing thing was they went into this uh, this attempt at a power game. So it's one out rugby, it's big ball carriers, but they were failing to make the gain line. Yeah. Gain line, and not it was almost like they didn't have an out when the pressure came on, and that that's something that, that yeah, they Schmidt had. They, they have to look at. Well, they sort of showed up with their plan B, didn't they? Which, which all those crossfield kicks. Mm. And for whatever reason it is, they thought, uh, yeah, we'll we've stop d- that now. We've um, done it enough. Yeah, we, we, we've got our two tries, <laughs> and now we'll play rubbish rugby for them. Did they score in the second half, even? I'm not sure that they did. Th- thinking back about it. No, uh, no, probably not. Yeah. Um, where do you stand on Joe Smith blaming the referee? Not blaming the referee, blaming it on penalties. He's probably right on that, but... So, uh, blame yeah, two it. different things. Though. Yeah, yeah. There is there is your own team's failure to uh, be disciplined and give away penalties, which so definitely that that affected Ireland. So, um, and th- there, there were times when uh, there's one one in particular I remember where Conor Murray makes a tackle in midfield 
and he he in my mind looking at it he's deliberately trying to slow the ball down yeah. and he gets pinged for it yeah. and he rightly gets pinged for it because it's a stupid thing to do there were some stupid the, when, when the referee and uh, Angus Gardner was he was on top of the island boys let's, let's put it like that he was not letting them get away with anything cynical or stupid on the floor yeah. and they didn't learn they didn't switch on to it and neaten up their game around, around the, the rook so prior to this um, World Cup I'm guessing the island, the island camp, because they are so professional, would have had a big list of what they expect to get out of each, get out of each game. And I, you know, it would surprise me if you look at Japan Island, they were targeting a bonus point. So based on <laughs> Ireland getting a bonus point, is this a success for Ireland? <laughs> uh, but you take it before the game, bonus point... Ag- Away, away at Japan, away at Japan is a tough place to go. If you just told Joe, uh, Joe Smith, I'm not going to tell you the score, Joe, but you've got the you're, bonus. You've point. got the bonus point will in the you bag. Take it? <laughs> yes, I will. <laughs> and that, that's a great way to lead on to the decision that was made by uh, Joey Carberry at the what was at he doing? 82nd minute. I can only assume he did not know the time. So, so I, 100%, so I am 100% with that. Now, I've, I've seen an interview with him this morning where he has said, um, I didn't want to risk trying to go 100 metres and conceding another try and losing the bonus, bonus point. Really? Losing the bonus point. Now, he might be right. He, so, he might actually be right. So, looking back at it, I think it's... Looking back at it with that perspective, I think it's a sensible decision. Because I don't no, think... they could only have drawn, couldn't they? Yeah, so they could only have drawn... And, but a draw is important because you're taking points off Japan as well as getting points for yourself. So a draw is important. But some of those boys were absolutely out on their feet. Like yeah. J- James Ryan's last three or four carries were not... Ca- he, he basically just fell over. I, I, James Ryan is such a good player. But he was knackered. He was absolutely spent. And I think there is no way that they actually could have gone the 100 metres. So I think there was much more likelihood of Japan scoring and yeah. taking away but I don't think that's what Carberry's decision was at the time and the reason I say that was if he was just going for to, to kick it out to end the game he would have kicked it behind him or straight out yeah. he went for a 50 yard kick and only just he made the almost the halfway line but he, he he almost didn't make that and he would never have kicked it like that if his logic was we are going to end the game here now you're a very thoughtful man Phil some, sometimes have you called all your Irish friends just to see if they're, if they're okay because it must be a difficult time for them <laughs> right now. Um, I haven't I haven't spoke to any of my Irish friends I spoke to I spoke to a, a, a very nice Irish chap um, Joseph in a bar last night and he he was he was so magnanimous and he, he was very very clear that the better team won yeah. and, 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 and he was he was right it wasn't he, a lucky win no, it was no. Clear cut. It was. It was. A, it was. I cannot say how much Japan deserve that because they played so so well. Okay. So looking forward now, Japan have obviously got Scotland. Uh, in, a, in some ways, Japan's loss was worse. Sorry, Japan's win was worse for Scotland, Scotland. than it was Ireland because I still think Ireland will qualify because they've got the head to head. What does Scotland need to do now to make sure that they go through? Obviously, beat Japan. But what else? Beat Japan, uh, lots of bonus points and tries um, in their games versus um, Russia and Samoa. Um, and that's it. They've got, they've got to beat Japan. They've got to beat Japan and they've got to, uh, got to get f- so, winning bonus points. 
so one of two things can happen, or well, actually multiple things, but I'm going to talk, talk about two of them, right? Um, Ireland will go through, Scotland will go through, and Japan will be this, only the second team in history to get that many wins and not and not go through. The previous team was also Japan, Japan right? In, in 2015. Or by some miracle, maybe Ireland, Ireland got in the group stages. Now, I'm not hoping for that. No one hopes for someone's got in the, in the group stage. But my word, that would be some story. Yeah. I, I I think Ireland are going to get through. So I, th- I, th- I, th- I think they've, I think they've got enough. Although I would be concerned, as I mentioned it before, but just their lack of cutting edge when the pressure came on. So now that they they have to play Russia, they have to play Samoa, they have to get bonus point wins. But the pressure is on them. And do they revert to that the attempt at power game, which Russia played very well? They've got a physical pack, and Samoa we know about their power game. So. Yep. The power game is not necessarily the way that you're going to get four try bonus points against these two teams. And Samoa will be getting better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time they play, they will be getting better. If they have any players left from their own concussions or their own self-inflicted concussions or self-inflicted sighting panels, they will be getting better. <laughs> yeah, um, they've got a little bit excited having the Samoans this World Cup. Uh, they they're an excitable bunch. So, so there are there's so many games since we last recorded a podcast, which seems seems like so long ago. The last time that you and Tim alone recorded a podcast we're great guys. on Tuesday. Um, so, obviously, you've got the Samoa comfortably in the end beating Russia, thirty four nine. Although it did take Russia were right in the game until sixty plus minutes. Yeah. Um, Shall we, shall we briefly touch it? Shall I read out some results and you give, nope. me, give me a couple of thoughts? Uh, I'll redo a result. Okay. You ready? Yes. Are you, are you ready? Is it sale? 17 36. 17 36. Whose score was that? It's not sale versus. It was sale versus. <laughs> so no, first, no. First ever victory at Alliance Park. But listen to this, right? Do you know any of these people? Uh, and, and also, <laughs> check out this. One, this is this is Saracen's team sheet. One, Ralph Adams Hale. Ever heard of him? Yeah. Have you? Yeah, he, he played towards the end of last season. Okay. Um, number two, the hooker, Josh. Someone. I. <laughs> Josh. Someone. It doesn't matter. We'll come back to him. Number three, John Kapoku. Number that can't be right. Can number it? three. No, that I'm I'm certain that the the twins are both second rows. I'm certain, but here he is. He's, he's a three with Callum Hunting at four and Callum Clark at five. So actually, now, it I, does sound like he. I mean, this actually looks like it happened. With all, with all the action that's gone on in the last week, that that people want to hear about, they want to hear your opinion on. I think maybe bottom of that pile is. The starting type five for Saracens in a Premiership Cup hey, game and, against Sale. And, and last thing on this, whilst, whilst as you asked, um, Bevan Rod, the loose head for Sale. Watch out for this kid. Nineteen <laughs> years old. Last week broke the line with with ease. Threw it through an offload. This week, Steve Diamond started him. Watch out. I think that this kid's in, in for a big, big future. Now we were at a game, JB. Which one? We were, we, were oh, at, we were at a game where you got to see your beloved Eddie Jones. Yeah, now, before we talk about those games, I want to just add this, which is how good is Eddie... I mean, I've got lots of knocks on Eddie Jones, but how good is Eddie Jones as an ambassador for the game in, in Japan? Uh, people love him. People people love him. He, he is on... 
adverts for coffee and sandwiches and all ramen. ramen. Yeah. So he. But have you seen any of his interviews? So I, I've I've been trying to watch as many as I possibly can of the post-match interviews, which World Rugby are brilliant at putting up. Yeah. So they're they're available. Um, him flipping from English to Japanese, yeah. and he, he's he's very apologetic about his Japanese. It sounds pretty bloody good to me. <laughs> and that that is seriously impressive. Yeah. So what I like most about Japanese so far uh, is the words uh, sumasen, which is excuse, right? Suma, sumasen. Excuse me doesn't work too much here, but you say sumasen, it's like you it's like you put ten thousand volts through the staff. You know, they will stand to attention and, and like swans, uh, on the table. Sumasen is a wonderful word. So we had a traditional Japanese. Uh, I w- I'm going to call it an offal, a ten-course offal meal. Delicious. So ten courses, mostly uh, what we would consider to be bad cuts of what, meat. What, what was this? Where was I? It's last night. Last night um, when you were trying to watch the Liverpool game with our good friend Jack. Ah, right. Okay. Um, so the, the food, the food ranged from <laughs> the food was like um, a. Kweku per fly half performance. Oh. There were there were moments of absolute sensational magic, and there were also moments where you thought, "Hang on a minute, what the hell is going on right here?" Talking of which, I met Quaid Cooper. We we both did. Oh, did, did you meet I, too? We were. The, I was there. I was there. Did you think as I did? What what stood, what stood out for me about Quaid Cooper? Enormous hands. But you said it didn't strike me at the time, but he's he's. Quite a big boy. He, yeah, he's not. Yeah, yeah. Like shovels. Yeah, and he seems quite quite nice. So that, that was what to us, but you know, he seems quite nice. So that was after the England game. Yes, England game. Yes. Uh, so England, I'm not impressed. I'm still not impressed. Uh, so what what would they have had to do to impress you? So they got two two bonus point wins. Yeah. They they almost nilled USA. Yeah. And it was it was a, a basic handling mistake with. Seconds left on the clock that led to the well, USA try. It wasn't one mistake. It was like a completion of lots and lots of mistakes. All in one. I mean, that that, that passage of play was very, very lucky. But it seems like luckily, well, luckily for USA, they had all of their luck in one 30, 30 mm. second period. So yeah, I, I, I don't blame I don't blame England for that try, but they're just not but, very cohesive. But well, USA had virtually no scoring opportunity apart from that. Yeah. They, they, USA had so little territory and so little possession because I- England were, were certainly dominant on those two accounts and it, I don't think it was a particularly amazing England performance there were moments of, of magic like the the um, Jonathan Joseph dummy and spin Jonathan Joseph was the best player on yeah. the park yeah there were, there were multiple moments of magic but the overall I felt I, I felt satisfied as an England fan I'm having a water and I, <laughs> I felt satisfied as an England fan, and I felt I was I was pleased because it was a step in the right direction. It was not a, a perfect yeah, all-round. It was not a perfect, perfect all-round. But it should be a step in the right direction. You're no, it, no, it should be four it sh- years now. It should be a step. You don't want to peak too soon. You don't want to. Nonsense. You want to be continually getting better. You want to, yeah, and England and got not, England got better. It, it was better than. Was it not better than the Tonga game? Uh... Marginal. I mean, I don't think. Like, was, so my point would be: look at Wales versus Georgia in the first half. That is a very, very good, well-drilled team. You look at it, you go, yeah, they look sharp. You never feel that about England. But going on to the Wales game, you you cannot say the same thing about Wales in the second half. 
Wales, Wales' first half performance they exploded out of the blocks they were clinical uh, and they were decisive yeah. in the second half they genuinely struggled they struggled to, to match the physicality and actually which is, which is unusual for Wales because they are normally the fittest team on the park they seem to tire now having done a they seem to get complacent ha- having drank a lot of beers in high heat and high humidity over the last four days I'm not surprised it is hard work Operating at that level yep. for long periods of time in this heat and this humidity. Uh, it, by the way, it's not that humid. Anyone can, can, can it, tell me what it's not that humid. It is humid. You, yeah, I, it's from from what I've seen, it's, it's over eighty percent humidity, and you you feel the you feel that how kind of um, stifling the air is. I so 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 two of us, JB, unfortunately couldn't make it. But two of us went on a, a mid range bike ride yesterday about 60 kilometres ah right about, yes about 60 kilometres I was in an air conditioned Irish bar yes as you do when in Rome and after 2 kilometres I looked at my good friend CJ's back and it was it's like he jumped in a swimming pool it was totally totally dredged and that so that it's been referenced in commentary about handling mistakes and team, teams making more handling mistakes than you would um, expect because they are so greasy yeah. because people if you are performing that level you are drenched in sweat totally totally drenched in sweat and the, the handling mistakes do result from it and this this is so people are people are now talking about the home advantage for Japan and it it, it actually possibly is because of that they, they they are more used to operating in these conditions than almost any other team in the world now there was a, one, more, one more team that I want to speak about because uh, we were lucky enough to see them. Uh, not in the flesh, but of course, me in an Irish bar whilst we were cycling up a hill. Uh, <laughs> did, I say we, me. Uh, did you catch any of Argentina? No, but that game was on in Osaka. Was so, it? Yeah. So, so. Um, That's what I could have actually so gone physically to that game. You could have physically gone to that game. We we were on the train with a bunch of boys. Some big Argentine slabs of beef big old boys in Jaguares and Argentina tops on the well, tr- on well, the train well. to pick up our bike for the cycle so I, I've why, not so you organised this trip why, why couldn't I go to that why, why didn't I go to that game you could have done I, I just wanted to cycle I wanted to, I wanted to attack well, the, the hills around okay, fine. Osaka so having seen them now here's what I would say um, I'm you know, I, I'm, I'm no massive England fan as you well know but I'm very, very much more confident of England's ch- chances of going through. More confident of England's yeah, chances. I am. And the reason being is, you watch Argentina play, and they're so formulaic. I mean, you're watching, they're almost doing things because they think it's the right thing to do, rather than um, it but is the right thing to do. Playing what's in front of them. Yeah. So, you know, they've got these little pods of three, everything's on the back. You're like, yeah, that's just, you know, basically what premiership teams do. There, there's nothing interesting about how they play, except for their individual talent. They've got some. More obviously talented, um, like De La Fuente, uh, or Orlando. Like these boys can really play. Yeah, but, but they almost seem stifled by the systems that Argentina put in place. It's interesting you say that. So I, I didn't see that game yesterday, um, but Ledesma is held in very high regard as, as a coach. Well, as a scrimmaging coach, certainly. certainly. But as as a head coach now, but I think from what I've seen in the past, they they do and the Jaguares, which is basically Argentina particularly since they didn't take Herrera and Issa yeah. and Cordero 
it's be, uh, like um, basically the same team, and they they were very good. They were so well drilled that they could beat most teams on the day. But when it came down to it, and when it came down to trying to match the Crusaders, they just didn't have that cutting edge to break them down. So I saw. Now, so tell me this. So I'm not seeing the game. I've seen the scoring patterns of this game. And Argentina had the winning bonus point, four try bonus point after 26 minutes. Yes. So how much of that was, they did exactly what they needed to do, and they thought, look, our next game is in seven days' time, and it is the big one. It's a must-win game well, against England. I'll let you into a secret. I missed the first half. Because <laughs> hey, well, think Japan is a technologically advanced country. Incorrect. Two, two things that, that it misses. Uh, ATMs, which are... You know, basic gold dust. Uh, in um, um, 7-11s and, and uh, convenience stores, Fam family marts, ATMs oh. in all of them. Fine. Uh, and number two, daytime drinking. Not big, day not big <laughs> daytime drinkers, so you can't find a bar for love nor money unless it's an Irish bar. Of course. Of, of course. Are you, are you into your daytime drinking? A little bit, no. <laughs> like now and again. Uh, so yeah, I, I missed the first off. So I couldn't tell you exactly how good good, uh, good they were to start with, but I thought the second half uh, they weren't. You yeah. know, they were sort of like maybe they were going through the motions a bit, but they just seemed to. They seemed like their structure was inhibiting them being the best team that they could possibly be. I still think they can they can beat England. I think they, it's they be can, close. They can. Much more confident about England's chances now. They can beat England. They they definitely can beat England. And it, but it's it's so in my head they beat England two or three times out of ten. England, England win probably seven or eight out of ten. But it, but it could be, it, England can, England could, could easily lose both those next two games against Argentina and against France. But the probability in my head tells me that the, the chances are they win at least one and should win two. But not, it's not guaranteed. So I can't get away from this point by England. But their biggest weak weak, uh, weak spot in my mind is scrum half. Now if, if Heinz plays. Fine. If Young's plays, every time I look at the opposition, including someone like Tolga, you think actually they might have, the opposition might have a better night, uh, and I just can't really get uh, get, 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 get away from that. And uh, what's his name? Cabelli, um, Cabelli, 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 Cabelli. Thomas Cabelli. Thomas Cabelli. They're a magnificent night. Yeah. But it, do you think do you think there's a chance that Eddie Jones will go for Hines, or is? Is Young's, is, Young's is, is Young's his first choice? And, and also on that same question, so George Ford, man of the match performance. Yeah. He, he has looked very, very good, not just in this game, but for, but for some time actually. Yeah. Owen Farrell started on the bench. Do you think we will see Farrell move to 10? Do you think we'll see Farrell and Ford? Do you think we'll see Ford to Alagi Slade, Ford to Alagi Joseph? Like, where do you see, where, where would you go? Where would you put it? And where do you think Eddie Jones will so. put it? If, if Eddie was smart, he, he would listen to me. And he'd go forward, because he is, he is the boy. And have, you've got to have two lying in there, because that's how he can play. They need some sort of get, uh, game line presence. But the, 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 man, the man who is the, store, the, the straw that stirs the drink, Jordan Joseph has to play. Jordan uh, Joseph has to play, even if it means playing Manu, Manu at 12. Manu at 12. Manu has played very little at 12. Yeah. The, 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 the 12s that... Um, he, Eddie Jones has got at his disposal are Owen Farrell who's also your first choice 10 no thank you and Piers Francis yeah, which so does that, just have just saying that out loud makes me <laughs> nervous that those are your two primary options at 12 yeah it's not really good enough is it uh, 
I mean, Owen Farrell will will play because he's the captain. It means you, you need Ford, who's one of the most creative players on the planet, on the bench. But, but does does your captain always have to play? So Japan yesterday, I was very surprised yes, to see to it, see to see Michael Leach drop to the bench. But when he came on, um, I know I know he picked up a shoulder knock late on. But when he came on, he he just looked. He just added that extra bit of physicality, as just as you felt the Japanese team might be starting to dip. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from thirty dollars a month to just fifteen dollars a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/slash-switch. Forty-five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. We do. We need a nice, relaxing couple of days in Okinawa. God, it's stressful. A mini holiday inside your holiday is always what you need. <laughs> right, so we're going to leave, uh, leave it there, and I guess Tim will do some bits, you know, either side of this. Tim will, Tim will presumably give you the full team sheet for Saracens versus Sale in the Premiership Rugby Cup. Yeah, uh, and lots more, lots more interesting points because. We've been drinking heavily for several days and we've missed a lot of action. We have. We've gone to Japan, Japan not to watch any rugby in yeah. scene. I've watched far less rugby in Japan than I, than I watched in England. In work. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, that's that. Uh, over to you, Cocker. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.